0: What is pharma bro Martin Scarelli up to these days? Hmm. He, of course, wasn't up to much at all for about four years between 2018 and 2022. Why? Due to being incarcerated in federal prison. Oh yeah, that whole thing. But one of our longest running main characters is a free man now, and he no longer even has to wear an ankle monitor. Ooh. But despite being a free man, where does Martin Scarelli fit into society in 2023? He is banned for life from running any public company and also banned for life from working in the pharmaceutical industry, the industry where he gained all of his infamy, but not the industry that put him in jail, Yeah, interestingly enough. Now, our initial predictions
1: were that he'd try to parlay his infamy into being an influencer and also get into crypto in some way. And that has turned out to be pretty spot on, though his first foray into crypto ended up being very quickly just another rug pull. Now, for the record, Shkreli claims he wasn't responsible and that it was a porn virus that did it wasn't me. I just downloaded a whole bunch of very sketchy porn. This is almost as bad as an omission of uh, Logan Paul just being like, I hired criminals! Don't you understand? It's not my fault. The people I hired were
0: criminals. I don't know why you're putting this all on me.
1: Yeah, so now that that's over with, uh, what is Martin Shkreli supposed to do with all this free time? Especially if he hopes to make enough money to pay back the tens of millions of dollars that he owes. Uh, Well, it looks like he's going back to what he knows best.
0: Pharmaceuticals. Wait, hold on. Didn't we just say that Martin Shkreli is banned for life from working in the pharma business? Yes, he is Mm -hmm. banned for life from working in the pharma business. Uh, The judge who issued that ban last year said, banning an individual from an entire industry and limiting his future capacity to make a living in that field is a serious remedy and must be done with care and only if equity demands. Shkreli's egregious, deliberate, repetitive, long-running, and ultimately dangerous illegal conduct warrants imposition of an injunction of this scope. Uh, but hold on there, Judge, to be clear. Shkreli says that drug like Inc., the company that he founded last year right after getting out of prison, is not a pharmaceutical company. Mm. It is a Web3 drug discovery platform. Has he in, reinvented the Silk Road? It sounds like it. I mean, just in the description alone, it's like, oh, oh we're doing this again? A Web3 drug discovery. No, I, I, he's talking about pharmaceuticals. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, but not pharmaceuticals.
1: Yeah, here's uh, Reuters. U.S. regulators asked a federal judge on Friday to hold Martin Shkreli in contempt for allegedly impeding its efforts to determine whether he flouted a ban on working in the pharmaceutical industry, where Shkreli gained the nickname Pharma Bro, for pushing through exorbitant price increases and was convicted of scheming to defraud investors in a drug maker. In a filing in Manhattan federal court, the Federal Trade Commission, FTC, said Skrelly has not complied with its requests for information relating to Druglike Inc., a company it said he formed last July, and noted his apparent failure to pay any of a $64.6 million penalty that accompanied the ban. An attorney for Skrelly said she hoped to resolve the issue quickly. Quote, we think that this is a misunderstanding with the FTC, said Breanne Murphy, who added that Druglike was a software company rather than a drug company.
0: Oh, completely I different. I love this so much. Yeah. No, you don't understand. This is Web3. It's a new frontier. This It's completely different because... Yeah, what are you doing with that Web3? Three? Number three, you see. Well, we're discovering new
1: pharmaceuticals.
0: Uh, we, Web3... You use that word pharmaceutical.
1: Uh, uh, well, it's software. But first of all, I just want to say Web3 so far batting a 1,000. We've got Martin Shkreli's Drug Company and MoviePass 2.0. So things are looking great for the third version of the entire internet.
0: And FireFest 2.0. Uh, yeah. Billy McFarlane was alluding to some Web3 involvement in that. Um, yeah, it really is. Uh, it really has become just a badge of sus for anything that it's attached to. Um, which is the opposite of what anyone invested in it actually <laughs> wanted, which is really funny. Yeah, so um, just to clarify, Shkreli's mm-hmm. crypto thing, the thing that got hacked from the porn, was Martin Shkreli Inu coin. Mm-hmm. And that was supposed to be the token that Druglike Inc. was going to use for its drug Web3 drug discovery platform. So who knows if Druglike is even really much of a thing or can be much of a who thing. Who needs
1: to discover drugs? I don't get the point of the thing.
0: Well, th- this is a, a thing in uh, medicine now um, where if you have enough like distributed hmm. computers running simulations of uh, chemicals oh, yeah, and yeah, stuff, yeah. Okay. Um, it is it, like... Basically, you're just kind of calling up every every number in the phone book until you're you... brute force creating yeah, uh Yeah, basically. Uh, okay, I get that aspect of it, which, you know, might be beneficial. And so by adding a Web3 element... Like, it actually, like, of all the possible use cases of Web3, like, this one almost sounds like it might make sense if not for the fact that yeah. the fucking token is Martin Shkreli Inu coin and it immediately got hacked and rug-pulled. But yes. it's just like, okay, yeah, like, we already have distributed... Uh, drug discovery platforms and like this adds a Well, Why you just go on ChatGPT and type in <laughs>
1: create new drug. Create a drug. Uh, and uh, you know hopefully after that it goes through rigorous testing and uh, actual you know uh, the full process of discovery because you can't just be like oh well the AI did it so clearly it wouldn't have any human mistakes and therefore the drug is perfect.
0: Yeah. I mean honestly. through the trials. We should have AIs do this because that way at least uh, the courts could come in and say uh, you can't copyright that. You didn't discover that drug. No, you just type
1: in uh, best way to exploit opiates in America.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. We've already done pretty great at that. We did a speed
1: run with the uh, human version of that for the past 20 years, but who knows? Maybe computers can improve on it. Uh, So
0: anyway, it is very funny that Martin Shkreli was ordered by the U.S. government to never work in pharmaceuticals ever again, and just immediately after getting out of prison, founded a sketchy company that uses crypto in some way to discover new pharmaceutical drugs, claiming that this is not actually him working in the pharmaceutical industry, it's a robot, and has and then refused every opportunity to explain further how that could possibly be by a government who is like breathing down his neck, being like, "It sounds like you're doing the thing, the one thing we told you not to do." Well, that's if he gets away with it, then uh, you know it, it should be legal by all
1: standards because they're really looking into it. Well we'll see if he gets away with it. But
0: yeah, this is classic Shkreli. It's it's like this man learned absolutely nothing. Uh, the whole reason he even went to prison in the first place was mostly... Couldn't get out of his own it way. Was, he did the crime, but he it was mostly because he just kept antagonizing and making the lives harder for the people whose job was investigating and prosecuting him. He probably yeah. could have gotten a slap on the wrist, but he uh, just decided to be difficult and he's being difficult again. He instructed
1: uh, his lunatic followers to get Pieces of physical hair off of a presidential candidate.
0: Yeah, uh, he, he did a lot of uh, stuff that a, a good attorney would advise you to not do <laughs> yeah. while you are on trial for crimes. So, yeah, we can't wait to see uh, where this new Shkreli saga goes. It's, it's We're back in the saddle again, baby. Yeah, and Crypto Cyclical started out
1: being a way to facilitate uh, drug Transactions on the internet, and, uh, and now we're,
0: we're back. Yeah, we're back. Full circle. I, can you? The the Daraprim thing was 2015. Jesus, we've come a long way, baby. We've
1: have we? No, we haven't. We but just added keeps Web on three. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, speaking of sketchy, untrustworthy people, let's switch gears now to someone who is, in a lot of ways, the Martin Shkreli of 2023. A guy nobody knew about until he was in the news every goddamn day for some new and constantly uh, evolving sketchy shit. Congressman George Santos. Mm. In just the past month, we've gone over this man's absolute mountains of lies, his dog killing, his drag queening, and while it's all very fascinating stuff, what very well may have end up taking this guy down is what seems to be blatant campaign finance violations. The sort of violations that even a tiny local Long Island newspaper was able to spot with a quick glance at his FEC filings, but which no one else seems to have noticed until he was already elected.
0: Someone, I, I, someone needs to find the publisher of the the Long Island Ledger, or whatever that that little news newsletter bulletin that had this guy's number like a year ago, and and ask about ask further questions about this because they they had all the I had all the they clues. had all the clues and <laughs> yeah. uh, they were out there online. It's either
1: it's either someone who is like, well, the alternative would have been worse, I guess. Uh, because they hate Democrats that much, or it's someone who's probably, like, privately ripping their hair out. Like, I tried to sign the alarm
0: bells. Anyway, so far, the funnier parts of Santos' alleged FEC violations have included having his staffers pretend to be Kevin McCarthy staffers while doing fundraising, as well as dozens of campaign expenses recorded as costing $199.99, which is just one cent under the threshold for requiring receipts. But a new report from Mother Jones highlights another specific way George Santos allegedly did campaign crimes. From their reporting. In September 2020, George Santos's
1: congressional campaign reported that Victoria and Jonathan Reger had each contributed $2,800, the maximum amount, to his first bid for a House seat. Their listed address was 45 New Mexico Street in Jackson Township, New Jersey. A search of various databases reveals no one in the United States named Victoria or Jonathan Reger. <laughs> Moreover, there is nobody by any name living at 45 New Mexico Street in Jackson. That address doesn't exist. <laughs> there is a New Mexico street in Jackson, but the numbers end in the 20s, according to Google Maps and a resident of the street. Santos's 2020 campaign finance reports also list a donor named Steven Berger as a $2,500 donor and said he was a retiree who lived on Brant Road in Brawley, California. But a spokesperson for William Brandt, a prominent rancher and Republican donor, tells Mother Jones that Brandt has lived at that address for at least 20 years, and neither he or his wife, the only other occupant at the Brandt Road home, have made any donations to George Santos. He does not know Steven Berger, nor has
0: Steven Berger ever lived at Brandt Road. And uh, yeah, Mother Jones found that apparently there's over a dozen of these maxed out donations from people who seem to not actually exist, including one, from a friend of Santos who says that he did not donate the money, so that in that case he exists, yeah. but he didn't donate, so this kind of thing is uh, as you might think it's very illegal you you can't just do this, and uh, it's also very risky, considering these donations are public, but um Santos probably would have gotten away with it i mean so far it's he has gotten away with it, yeah. if not for all the other attention that he's gotten. For all his other lies. These, these donations are from the, they're not from this 2022 campaign. They're from his previous campaign in yeah. 2020 when he lost. Two, three years have passed since then. Would have gotten away and with nothing. it. nothing, yeah. But yeah, now that the attention is on all this, it would be very easy for any authorities investigating Santos to subpoena the credit card records of the fundraising platform where all these donations were made. And we are very intrigued about what they might find. Yeah, Maybe some of those uh, Visa cards that you buy at the checkout line. It's just so, like, his obvious...
1: Valued customer. His obvious play here is that, like, by lying so blatantly and so publicly and not caring, that it would mask any suspicion. Like, well, why would he be doing this? Because it's literally publicly available information. Why would he lie about being a drag queen when there's dozens of minutes of video of him listing off the various locations where he's done it? Why would he lie about his mom dying in 9-11? That would be ridiculous and evil.
0: Well, it's because he's a compulsive liar. Yes. (laughs) And potentially a sociopath. Yeah. But um, um, yeah, the actual crimes that have been, like most of this stuff isn't crimes. It's just weird lies. Yes. But the actual crimes that he would have almost certainly gotten away with have now gotten all this attention because yeah. it's just like, well, what else has this guy lied about? Seemingly everything. Fake donations, forged signatures. Yeah. Uh, Why would a stuff. guy who's lied about literally everything not also have done some shady shit with like, regards to financing his campaign? Oh, it turns
1: out, yeah. I also love like this week, The uh, uh, I've got a little surprise for all the journalists covering outside my office this week. And it's like, is that a threat? And then,
0: of course, he just put out cupcakes, which no one should eat. I would never eat a cupcake. Absolutely not. George Santos. He put something in those cupcakes. Mm -hmm. Anyways, Santos, of course, did have plenty of real donors. Here's a fun story from the article about one of those people. Mother Jones did contact
1: several top donors to Santos's first campaign, who confirmed they had made their contribution. One reported giving to the Santos campaign in 2020 after requesting that a campaign fundraiser have someone from the National Republican Congressional Committee contact him and vouch for Santos. Within an hour, the donor said, a man who identified himself as being with the NRCC called to affirm its support for
0: Santos. Oh, that's cool.
1: Yeah. Quote, I had and still have no reason to believe the call was not legitimate, the donor says. Oh, my sweet summer child. The Santos fundraiser later arranged for this donor to have breakfast with Santos at a restaurant about an hour's drive from the donor's home. The donor arrived for the meeting, but Santos stood him up (laughs) and afterward ignored his calls, according to the donor. (laughs) Uh, Santos later phoned this donor to ask for more money. He did not give again.
0: <laughs> Even the people on his side, he's like, oh, yeah, um, we'd love to love to meet for brunch. Um, what's a good spot for the you? The people on his side, which is probably him in well, the voice. But, yeah. but, but, like, the guy, this yeah. is a real person who donated money to him. So, yeah. this was a person on his side. And he's like, well, we, the, you know, the, can- the candidate would love to get brunch with you, one of the top donors. What's convenient for you? Okay, we're not going to choose any of those. We're going to choose a place an hour away. Mm-hmm. You're going to, you are going to go over there. And, uh, oh God, he's still coming. All right. Well, and uh, yeah, he just completely no shows him. I love it. Huh. And uh, yeah, this this credulous rube. Like I'm pretty sure he. I'm pretty sure the the person from the NRCC that called me was was legit. Uh, you precious. No reason. No reason to person. think otherwise. Why would anyone lie about that? Like I, I I asked the George Santos campaign to send me a referral, and you know well, wouldn't you know it? Within the hour. Um, Someone from the Republican headquarters, the national headquarters, had me on the phone. Hey, while you guys are
1: here, do you wanna see the land deed that I have for a square mile in Arkansas I got from a cereal box? Also, they named a star after me.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I have land on Mars. And in, what is it, Scotland? And Scotland. (laughs) I'm actually an Earl. (laughs) Anyways, Uh, a big question that a lot of people have about George Santos at this point is, why? Well, here's one possible explanation via Newsweek. House Republican George Santos wanted to get elected to Congress so he would get a pension and health care for the rest of my life, according to a man who claimed to be his ex-housemate. Speaking to CBS News, Gregory Morey, who reportedly lived with Santos in New York for several months back in the early 2010s, said, He never went by George. He never went by Santos. I knew him as Anthony DeVolder from Jackson (laughs) Heights, Queens. He was a very interesting person. We hit it off right away. He told me once, if I can get elected to Congress for just one term, I will be set with a pension and health care for the rest of my life. Contrary to what Santos allegedly claimed, members of Congress are not automatically entitled to a pension and health care for the rest of their lives. Members of Congress are only eligible for a pension aged 62 if they served for at least five years or aged 50 if they completed 20 years in Congress. Those who completed 25 years of service are eligible for a pension at any age.
1: Oh, well, no, he's playing the long game. He's He'll just definitely gotta... be around and reelected for that long. Like
0: 12, 13 more terms, and uh, he's set for life.
1: <laughs> I love that just everything down to the most simple aspects of
0: this man's life are a grift. Yeah. I mean, this one I almost, I almost respect by itself. I totally get it. It's the Liz Tress. Yeah. You just get, uh, you get the job with the guaranteed lifetime pension, and you get in, you get out, you're good to go. I don't know. I think he's now aged out of it,
1: but the easier option for Mr. Santos would be clearly to join the military and get all of the wonderful benefits
0: that are coming to him. He's what, like 34? I think, I think you're... They're getting pretty desperate with recruiting. I'm yeah. pretty sure you could potentially uh, get in.
1: They're going to start dropping the restrictions again, like in the uh, the surge in the early 2010s. they are like, we don't care. We'll take
0: anyone. Let me see that foot. Yeah, that is flat, flat, flattest foot I've seen. Yeah. You're in. Get this man, the flat footed boots. Yeah. He's making cupcakes for everyone. Yeah. I think I read somewhere they were like making special units for the people that don't pass uh, the standard physical. Just like these reserve units of like obese, near nearsighted, flat footed. uh, all right, grab a circle of paper Asthmatic and start people. coming up yeah, with uh, just with to maps. have them around. <laughs> yeah,
1: get out your safety scissors. Yeah. Grab a circle of paper. We're gonna come up with a battle plan to help Ukraine.
0: Yeah, and they're like, not to go on more of a tangent. The the military is clearly just like they gave up on Twitch, obviously after being bullied so much. <laughs> Are for, they doing e girl stuff? Yeah, yet? now they, there's like multiple military e girls who just like they're I like, join the-, the military and you'll find a wife who looks like me. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, I've seen the.
1: Uh, I haven't watched enough to even validate if this isn't a troll or whatever. But yeah, I've seen the uh, the compilation videos where it starts out as like a uh, like a girl doing makeup tutorials, and then she's in BDUs and yeah. it's just like yeah, the military actually rocks. They let me keep my cool freckles. The,
0: and the main girl is like literally in the military, like psychological operations mm. uh, department, and like openly describes herself as a psyop. So it's got this whole like post ironic thing going. It's pretty wild. I don't know if it's working. I mean, but, uh, yeah, that's, the, that's how they're recruiting. They're, they're trying to get simps to join the military. And that's probably, you know, if anyone should join the military, if anyone needs that, like, sense of structure and discipline in their lives, you're, it, it would probably be simps. You're, uh, you're
1: not thinking about the uh, many decades they have to live uh, after their military service.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> With all of the training they've received, well, that's why we need a war. So few, fewer of them come back to civilian life. Careful
1: what you wish for. When uh, Dwight Schrute said we need another plague, no one could have predicted that w- what would have happened in 2020. Yeah. But uh, let's move on to an economic crisis hitting Americans where it hurts the most. The breakfast table.
0: I love breakfast so much.
1: And, of course, we're talking about eggs. Mm. And you were gaslighting me the other day about uh, vegan eggs. They exist, and they are good.
0: They can't be good. There's no way.
1: Uh, <laughs> the average cost of eggs has more than doubled compared to last year. And in some places, a dozen eggs is nearly $10. Farmers just carrying those bags of money. No, they're not. Farmers are definitely still bearing the brunt of a lot well, of this. Well,
0: your, your idea of what even a farmer is, is those people don't fucking exist. Green Acres country.
1: doesn't exist? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, it's almost cheaper to order the avocado toast than the scramble at this point. Yeah. Can you believe it? Now we're gonna get to start making fun of the boomers for ordering ordering sunny-side-up so eggs. Put down the sunny-side-up egg. Yeah, boomer. Little, yeah. <laughs> so uh, what the hell is exactly going
0: on here? Explain yourself, Joe Brandon. Well, here's Vice. Most of the explanation thus far as to why eggs have increased in price assume the invisible hand of the market or blame acts of god like last year's avian flu outbreak that took out 43 million birds. But in a letter to FTC chair Lena Khan, the advocacy group Farm Action points out that the math behind those explanations doesn't add up. Rather, Farm Action's legal counsel Basil Musharbash alleges a collusive scheme among industry leaders to turn inflationary conditions and an avian flu outbreak into an opportunity to extract egregious profits reaching as high as 40%. Contrary to industry narratives, the increase in the price of eggs has not been an act of God. It has been simple profiteering, the letter notes, adding that the industry's profit margins have risen to unprecedented levels alongside egg price increases. Actually, it is an act of God. Have you ever heard of the
1: prosperity gospel? These eggs are all I've got. The Lord has made me rich. Look at all these eggs. Uh, So according to Farm Action, the egg business, particularly Cal Maine Foods, who controls 20% of the egg market, is basically just using last year's avian flu and inflation as a cover to raise prices as much as possible, despite their production numbers and profits doing just fine. And there are certainly conditions which would increase the price of eggs, but not nearly this much. People buy the eggs either way, so Big Egg is going to gouge those prices as much as they can, for as long as they can under the guise of market conditions forcing them to do so. Uh, it's unclear if this rises to the level of price fixing, but with CalMain controlling so much of the industry, it doesn't necessarily have to. Their smaller competitors simply go with the flow or go out of business.
0: Yeah, um, it's... This is, yeah, it's... Uh, the, and you see this, like, across the board. It's every like... Every industry. The, the Like, inflation is a self-fulfilling, like... Thing it's like all these industries are like, well, uh, we gotta raise our prices because of inflation, so they raise their prices, and that creates inflation. yes you have devalued the dollar, and every other company's like, well, if the airlines are getting
1: away with it, what's more? What do people need more than airlines? Eggs. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, it's across the board. It's like when a tech company's like, all right, um, Microsoft and uh, whoever else uh are are letting go six percent of the workforce, and Spotify's like well we can easily get away with doing that as well so let's also do 6% of our workforce and every industry is like well you know the dollars become less valuable we should charge more yeah, and now eggs are like well we can get away with that
0: too it's a great excuse uh, and like, none of this i'm has not doing anything this do out of greed i'm do- i just i have to do it i'm being forced to by forces out of my control
1: the the one of the most maddening parts of this is like going back 5 years into it, to the argument that uh, raising the minimum wage was going to cause hyperinflation, and we ha- we have in some cases out of necessity, but uh, in most cases the minimum wage hasn't gone up with yeah. the price of inflation.
0: No, yeah, it's it's all very backwards, but yeah, yeah I,
1: exposing a lot of cracks that people refuse to acknowledge. I'm getting some hens, though.
0: I've, I've got to do it. This I I love eggs, and uh, I've been eating granola for the last like two weeks for breakfast, which is good. It's just not the same. Not yeah. the same. Yeah and uh you're you, complaining
1: about the government a lot more that's the problem yeah you get those american eggs inside you and you, mm. you
0: hyper focus on patriotism mm. so much protein in, in just a little package i fucking love science and i love this country but yeah you can have uh, you can have hens in your backyard in la there are some rules around it um which i believe i can i am able to follow all those rules but worst case scenario just uh, reach over the the, the the wall and be like hey neighbor don't wants, tell anybody wants, about wants this some, egg. Want some eggs? These are fresh. Do you need an egg in this trying time? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Art imitates
1: reality Listen, once again. Let's make
0: this work out for all of us here. I know that the law says it has to be exactly 30 feet away from any sh- habitable structures, but well.
1: Also, I'm sorry about these things eggs.
0: waking you up at yeah. 530 in the morning. No, that's only if you have a rooster. And the rules are much stricter if you have a rooster because they're so annoying.
1: Are you uh, uh, composting now that it's um, legally, quote unquote, mandatory? No. What do you mean? Oh, buddy, you're in for a treat when you figure out that you're breaking the law. What am I
0: supposed to do? You haven't be gone composting? down and gotten
1: your uh, composting pail yet?
0: No, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, we'll go together. I'll I, teach know, you all that, about I it. know that the city of LA will give you a free one or a heavily discounted one. No, it's free. You just go pick it up. Oh. You're
1: technically required to put all food items in the green bin now. Oh, I didn't know that. There you go, officer. Oh, sorry, officers, you're too busy right now. If you'd like to solve the problem of the food stinking, uh, you put it in the freezer. Good tip. Put my trash in my freezer? Look, buddy, we're all working. uh, Meanwhile, every company is working against us, but it's all about uh, me putting my banana peels into a green bin. I mean, whatever. I'll do it.
0: Yeah, composting is good. It it is really good.
1: You can also go down to local community gardens and give your compost,
0: and that is probably the most beneficial thing to do. No, I need that compost. I got For your hens. Of, I got a lot of planting I need to do. <laughs> also, the hens make really good fertilizer. You yeah. just have to clean that coop out very often. But that chicken shit, man, your crops are gonna be thriving. There's so many people that just live, you know, 75 miles from a
1: city center in the suburbs, away from no one that are looking at us like we're insane right now.
0: Yeah. Sorry.
1: That's life, desperate baby. Desperate
0: times call for de- <laughs> desperate measures. We're doing our part. I'm getting an urban chicken coop. He's getting a chicken. I'm composting. What are you doing? <laughs>
1: I'm drinking my own pee. <laughs> <laughs> it's delicious, and I like the taste.
0: Or it's sterile. It is I like not the taste. sterile. Yeah. Anyway, whether or not this really is a conspiracy from Big Egg. Mm-hmm it's made American breakfast enjoyers resort to desperate and even illegal measures. U.S. Customs and Border Protection have reported a massive spike in people trying to illegally smuggle eggs into the U.S. from Mexico, where they cost less than half what they cost here. Mm -hmm. Um, It does sound like in a lot of these cases, the people that are caught with contraband eggs didn't actually know that it was illegal to just go across the border, buy a dozen eggs in Tijuana or Juarez and bring them back across the border but it is illegal and the minimum fine is $300 Got him we're going to have a budget surplus in no time the, the CBP their their quotas they're like oh my god what a great month we took down so many criminals Oh my gosh
1: but watch out because they figured it out they've made a trebuchet that's tiny and shoots <laughs> one egg across trebuchet the border
0: Trebucheg <laughs> yes. You just got to make sure it lands in the the net Yeah yeah it's a, it's a fun system but yeah even worse all these eggs that get confiscated at the border uh, apparently they get destroyed although I wouldn't be surprised they're going into some omelets I wouldn't be surprised the... if CVP was having a, a nice uh, a big farmer's breakfast every day down at the station
1: yeah they're doing a, just a gigantic omelette you make your own omelette thing down at the border patrol
0: I wonder how this has affected like hotel uh, free continental breakfast I haven't been to a hotel recently at all I, but uh, I, well I think the ones that they're probably wake, watering it down a lot more I, I think a lot use like instant eggs anyway. But the, the price of that would presumably be also going up. Uh, who cares? They They're got... probably
1: just being like, no, we don't have eggs. Deal with it. Sorry. Yeah. Like, it, like, what are they going to tell the customer? Sorry, I'm going to go buy some expensive eggs for yeah. well, you. No, know, a company is going to be like, oh, the customer's upset. Well, fuck them.
0: Sorry, hotel customers. Uh, the worst eggs you've ever had in your life are not available. My...
1: <laughs> <laughs> much like with all the changes that unfortunately happened uh, during the pandemic, uh, this will also just be a reason for hotels to do away with free breakfast as a perk. Like, damn what? You're, you have to stay here. You don't have
0: anywhere else to stay. Can't even get one of those little
1: boxes of Fruit Loops? No. And also... Here's some saltines. I think it's a good thing that they don't come and do your, you know, make up your whole bed and do all your laundry in one day. You should just, you know, survive for a couple days in the hotel room, but yeah. That's also something that went away. But the idea of eggs being so expensive that they're being smuggled across the border like drugs has at least inspired some good memes, though. Great memes. Uh, This previously affordable staple food has become quite the status symbol. (laughs) Meanwhile, if there wasn't enough uh, egg hysteria already, here's a news report out of Louisiana. Unknown possible explosive device that prompted evacuation was an egg, officials say. (laughs) The report is sorely lacking in details on how exactly an egg was mistaken for a bomb, but we hope the egg managed to survive the investigation and someone got to indulge in its decadent and forbidden flavors. Yeah. You know the big issue that's coming up
0: right around the corner? Easter. Yeah. What Um, are we going to do? Joe Biden, you're telling me i got to cancel my annual Easter egg hunt? Because we all know the only way to bring Jesus back to life is by hiding at least
1: 10 to 20 eggs around your yard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How will the Savior come back? Well, good thing you can buy those plastic eggs, but it's just (laughs) not the same. I want
1: to sit there and die, ruin a bunch of eggs, and then hide them around the yard. Yeah. And I can't do that in Joe Brandon's America. You know, back in my day, eggs, you could get a dozen eggs for just $2. my day, the egg man would come deliver them to your door and then then have sex with you. And then leave and have sex with the next neighbor. Mm.
0: And we thanked him because he left us an egg. And then when I was thirsty, I'd go drink out of the hose. The hose. And that's why I'm 95 Washing years down old. my dozen eggs for breakfast with the tasty, mineral-coated hose water. Kids these hard. days, they're dying suddenly because they didn't
1: eat enough paint chips and hose drinking when oh. they were a kid. They haven't uh, built themselves up for tragedy. Yeah.
0: But speaking of status symbols, cars are generally what people in this country invest their money into if they want to get noticed. Because... This country is sorely lacking in public transportation and most of our outdoor time is just spent sitting in traffic. For most- Outdoors nonetheless. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Got a convertible. It's like, you're living. yeah. But yeah, most of the existence, uh, for most of the existence of automobiles in this country, sports cars are what you would buy if you wanted attention and envy. But in recent decades, tastes have shifted and people have increasingly gone for just whatever's the biggest and scariest looking and also least fuel efficient option. We are that reliving... guy's got money. He's driving a car that gets five miles to the gallon. We are so seriously reliving the past
1: when it was like late 90s, early 2000s, when the Hummer became a a, a consumer automobile and and that was like the big first suv surge the hummer h2 like doesn't even look that big anymore by like, today's <laughs> i like today i know it's wild we've learned literally nothing uh anyways clearly the idea of owning an expensive impractical eye-catching vehicle is you know mostly appealed to men but that might be changing a recent tiktok from the user mobile mama who reviews vehicles from the perspective of a mom has gone somewhat viral due to the car she glowingly reviews in it being absolutely ridiculous. Meet the Resvani Vengeance, which Mobile Mama presents as pretty much the ideal mom car, thanks to features like bulletproof glass, explosive undercar shielding, military-grade flat-run tires, electrified door handles, a smoke screen, pepper spray, strobe lights, and a built-in safe. Elon Musk could never! This is the actual Cybertruck.
0: I mean, this one does actually, in terms of looks, like, this car is stupid as fuck, but I think it looks cooler than the Cybertruck.
1: Yeah, but it's also, like, the actual, like, product of a techno dystopia.
0: Yeah, no, this is, this. I mean, so this is very reminiscent of a lot of cars that were popularized in um, apartheid era and post-apartheid era South Africa for, like, Rich people that uh, didn't didn't want to get kidnapped or anything. It is just like literally like tanks that you could drive around in. But yeah, this car literally, you set the car so the door handle will electrocute you, or the the rearview mirrors will shoot pepper spray at someone trying to get in. There's like strobe lights to blind someone. In front. It, it's wild. This is this is a car for like transporting diplomats. And this lady's marketing it as like, it's gonna be so much more easy to pick my kids up at the mall now that. I've got all these great features. Oh, man, my f- kids are safe. The fear business is booming. Oh yeah. And it's uh, this is why like moms the, the biggest fascists in this country are fucking moms. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> like Christian motherhood is I'm like, not going
1: to back you up on that, but I will. No, uh,
0: Christian American Okay, then you're getting white closer. Christian American motherhood yeah. is like a direct line <laughs> to fascism. Like for for young men it's like you got to you got to take this kind of winding path to get there, yeah. but like just having a fucking kid Leads women like straight to like we need police to like execute criminals. <laughs> um, anyway, clearly all of these features on the Resvani Vengeance they will come in quite useful while taking your kids from your gated suburban home to school or soccer practice or the whatever. The most
1: dangerous route. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Zero worries. Uh, you can never be too safe. And um you might think this looks a little too safe, but you'd be wrong. You might see an IED. Uh, it's actually an egg, but you might be scared Yeah, to... but no, this thing's got armor on the undercarriage. Yeah, so the egg can't do any damage yeah. to it. Uh, Mobile Mama didn't even list off all the great features in the, like, maxed-out military package. The li- li- they call it the military package that Resvani offers, which includes bulletproof armor all around the car, a thermal night vision system, electromagnetic pulse protection in case a fucking nuke goes off, and bulletproof vests, helmets, and gas masks for seven passengers. Uh, the full package comes out to just... but you know, you can't put a price on safety. (laughs) You really can't. Bad people are coming to get you and your children and you have a responsibility as a mother to use whatever military grade means necessary to protect your family or else you're a bad mom. How do you know who the bad people are when you're
1: careening this car through
0: uh, the battle zone? Well, they glow on the thermal vision camera. There may be collateral damage, but that's the expense of war. That's just the cost of protecting your children.
1: A serious country.
0: A very serious country.
1: Anyways, this episode is sponsored by Resvani, makers of the Resvani Den. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's three lanes wide! <laughs> and it's awesome. They we, let us beta test it? My favorite thing about the Resvani Vengeance is the electric door handles, which I always forget to turn off, and I'm shocking myself all the damn time.
1: Yeah, but I build up a resistance to it so that uh, I, can, I can leave it on permanently. Yeah. Yeah, and other Resvani's will have no effect on me. Uh, anyways, <laughs> we're obviously kidding. They didn't sponsor our show. No. Uh, this- Email, though. Yeah. <laughs> Give us that truck. Yeah. Uh, the episode is, in fact, sponsored by Athletic Greens. Armor for your body. Yeah. Uh, and y- You will find it much more useful and uh, easier to take. Uh, we both take <laughs> AG1 by Athletic Greens every morning because it solves a very annoying problem. Getting all the vitamins and minerals that your body needs without having to buy a bunch of different supplement pills that you have to remember to take every morning. I forgot to take my vitamin D oh, this morning. Geez. Oh, Uh, AG1 is
0: just one scoop of powder and water, and it tastes great, and it makes you feel good. It can be hard to know where to even start with supplements or who to trust, but AG1 makes that so much easier. Why take a bunch of different things when you can just mix one scoop of powder and water once a day? AG1 was designed with ease in mind, making it easy to cover your nutritional bases every day. Every scoop is packed with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients, which support your immune system, digestion, mood, energy, and even your hair, skin, and
1: fingernails. AG1 has quickly become just as important to us as that first cup of coffee in the morning. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. So go to athleticgreens.com weird. That
0: is athleticgreens.com weird. Check it out. And this episode is sponsored by Native. Mm. It's that time of year again for making positive changes in your life, and one positive change that we're making for our personal hygiene is using Native personal care products. Every Native product is thoughtfully formulated to keep you feeling and smelling fresh all day long. You know Native for their aluminum-free deodorant. Native keeps their ingredients list bare naked with ingredients you can understand, like coconut oil, shea butter, and baking soda. Native deodorant checks
1: a lot of boxes, 72-hour odor protection, naturally derived ingredients, and a smooth, residue-free application. Native also offers a variety of scents with new and limited edition scents being released all the time. When you use Native, you will smell amazing all day long thanks to their long-lasting scents. Want to smell spicy and woodsy or clean and fresh? Native has a scent option for everyone, including their limited edition candy shop. Uh, Those are the scents that smell like gummy bears, strawberry vanilla taffy, and sour berry belts.
0: Yeah, you smell smell like a candy shop. Mm -hmm. Now is the time to make the switch from an antiperspirant to Native. When you visit their site you can discover all their fresh scents and maybe even try out one of their body washes while you're at it I'm uh, I'm currently wearing uh, I believe it's the, the citrus musk I have the sea salt uh, and cedar or something uh it's uh it's great I like how subtle it is I was expecting it to be a blast of of scent but it's uh it's subtle you're and not gonna you're not gonna walk around smelling like a candy shop I was uh, pretty excited to get the sponsorship because I used their products before they sponsored us
1: because they make uh, one of the only non-plastic yeah. Deodorant. Uh, Paper. Yeah. So, and it's actually, it's it's great stuff. You should check it out. And the ingredients list is actually short. It tells you everything. Uh, so, feel uh, feel and smell fresh this year with Native. And you can get 20% off your first order by going to com slash weird and use our promo code weird at checkout. That is com slash weird or just use our promo code weird at checkout for 20% off your first order. Good stuff.
0: Now, let's move on to the headlines half of the show. Starting with, topless woman enters North Dakota church, destroys statue of Jesus. Police say.
1: Yeah, if I, you know, Jesus in North Dakota, get out.
0: No, they love Jesus there. Yeah, well, the original inhabitants had no idea who Jesus was. That is true. They Mm. they had no use for Jesus. Yeah, they just had a beautiful, untouched mountain that they could look at every day and be like, just look at the beauty of creation right there. Look at that beautiful mountain. It would be certainly no one will come (laughs) through and just destroy this putting the faces of our oppressors on Mm -hmm. top of it that would be fucked up uh Mm -hmm. yeah this lady i don't know why she was topless but she was apparently on drugs which makes sense like if you're if you're all hopped up on drugs been out awake for a few days and you accidentally wander into a church that would be pretty alarming Mm -hmm. you have a bad time you get out of here jesus yeah not right now this is not the time jesus yeah so you smash the jesus statue this would have never happened in virtual church like we were talking the other day yeah this is why we need to move church into the metaverse. Yes,
1: a uh you know, unfortunately still in use Rick Sanchez would have escorted this woman out of the church. So, there you go. Yeah. Black eyed peas my humps ripped off by pooping unicorn
0: toy lawsuit claims. It's the yeah, the musical plagiarism case of the year. Uh it is a literally a, it's a pooping unicorn toy. It's a it's a unicorn that poops rainbow poop that you can buy it, and their their ad is literally just, it's instead of my homes it's my poop. Which why is, don't they say my lumps? My poopoo my lumps? dumps. Would my dumps, been, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a real missed opportunity there, but um, I've always been fascinated my whole life, even as a kid like, why are there so many toys that poop? Very uh, strange to me.
1: I, look, this is probably an answer for those fascist moms that you were talking about, because yeah. uh, look, I, I, I don't have kids and neither do you, but I'm sure that there's some kind of, you know, familiarity that you have to go through with potty training that uh these help because uh i mean the first i would imagine i don't remember it but the first time that you're uh fully aware that your body's putting this disgusting brown smelly stuff out probably pretty traumatized gotta learn that everyone does it including the unicorns and they do it to an awesome beat yeah it's just a little too enthusiastic for my taste gotta keep kids stoked on the whole activity
0: I mean, I'll ask my friends with kids afterwards and I'll find out and never report back. I think to this kids stuff. are they're already stoked about pooping. It's the you want to get them stoked about not shitting their pants. <laughs> but um, what do I know? Yeah. If you got kids, let me know in the down below why so many other toys poop. And also, if you believe there's any connection to the rise in in poop toys with the rise in adults who are way too into butt stuff or smearing their poop on walls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a connection. Could be. Pet fish commits credit card fraud on owner using a Nintendo Switch. <sighs> fish are smart. Gonna have to stop no, they're dumb as shit. <laughs> uh, I didn't. So that so there's been like the Twitch Plays streams for yeah. years now, and this was a new a new frontier in Twitch Plays where a guy kept his goldfish in this tank with a camera pointing down, mm-hmm. and then an overlay underneath. Oh, okay. So wherever the fish was, like represented a button on the Nintendo Switch controls. And obviously this thing's running for like 24-7, so... Inevitably, uh, this is... Inevitably, the fish somehow, somehow figured out how to exit out of the game and go into the Nintendo Switch store and like load credits onto the owner's uh, That's Nintendo great. account.
1: You know, in the old days, this kind of stuff was restricted to just animals predicting the outcome of sporting events. Yeah. Now we've got them uh, committing credit card
0: fraud. And the craziest thing is this fish apparently did already beat one of these Pokemon games. Well, it's made for children. It took, it took like 60,000 hours, but uh, it, it did it eventually. A damning
1: indictment of it's, the Pokemon series. It's
0: literally like, the, it's the monkeys on typewriters thing. It's like, yeah, if you just record the movements of a fish, eventually it will finish a Nintendo Switch game for children. Yeah, there you go. Oh, so, yeah. Philly is so desperate for lifeguards that it's recruiting people
1: who can't swim. They're taking the military tactic.
0: Yeah. They're, they're saying, they're like, look, even if you can't swim, uh, we'll train you. How hard could it be? Which, like, training an adult that, who doesn't know how to swim to swim is mm-hmm. is is not easy. No. It is, uh, it's actually way easier to train a child to swim. Yeah, because they're not working against themselves yeah. like adults do. And also, a child flailing around, you can... You they're can buoyant. Grab the, they're buoyant. You yeah. can stabilize the, yeah. a full fucking grown adult, like panicking and and splashing around, you're going to have a much harder time. Well, that's the problem. You shouldn't panic. You just, you can literally float if you don't try to drown yourself. But this is a good opportunity for someone who, for whatever reason, didn't, didn't learn to swim as a child. You get to learn for free or get paid You get paid to learn to swim. Yeah. You're probably not going to be a great lifeguard if you literally just learned to swim months earlier. But, uh, I mean... If you've been wanting to learn, this is the perfect excuse. I love that
1: this is specifically Philly, though, because it's like the lifeguards that can swim were just beating up people who were drowning because they were annoying them. We have to get new people. We had to fire them. So we're down to everyone that doesn't know how to swim. Yeah. Philly does things a little
0: different. We do things a little different here in Philly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Extra cheese whiz. (laughs) Whiz. Whiz. Buzz Aldrin announces fourth marriage on his 93rd birthday. Says they are as excited as eloping teenagers.
1: I love, like, the completely disingenuous take on this, that he is, it's a problematic age gap, as if that could not exist at that age. She's, like, 65. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, she's well, collecting, when like, he was, social security. When he was 18, she wasn't even born, so this is a problematic yeah, age gap. It
0: is, yeah. Because, I mean, he is, like, 30 years older than his wife, but he's so fucking old. <laughs> like... I What this, did they even talk about? This man's gonna live forever forever, I guess, because like I, I sometimes I forget he's still alive. I think the last
1: time I mean, what, he he was on the moon when she was in diapers, I guess. I don't know the exact ages, but sixty-nine
0: uh, her, was uh Well no, you just do his age minus hers and see how old he was. Yeah, she yeah, so she was uh a, she was in like middle school or something like that. So gonna I mean, marry that man. Yeah. I think if if your most notable accomplishment uh in your life was at his age this is the standard if if the thing you're known for happened while your your new wife was alive then it's okay yeah
1: Yeah. i just love that take of it though it's just like this is peak fucking internet brain did she
0: did she (laughs) properly consent yeah this woman is literally old enough to be a grandmother calm down yeah but hey good for him yeah look buzz aldrin's happy
1: uh like i said at at that age you just kind of you just kind of exist, so whatever makes you happy. If He's you want to do great. drugs and compete in a sporting event, that's on you.
0: Yeah.
1: I think we should give everyone a medal. Once you get past 90, give everyone a medal. They, they send him it.
0: back to the moon.
1: Uh, well, they, they almost did. They got him up to space at 86 or something.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right.
1: But we are going back to the moon, and I, I feel like it would only make sense that Buzz Aldrin is the first person... To
0: die on the moon? To die on the moon. <laughs> Just leave him there. I mean, obviously leave it up to him. But there is going to come a point where it's like, oh, it seems like the end is near. All right, shoot me up now. Yeah,
1: you can have one last little walk around up
0: there and uh, let let the lack of oxygen take you. Well,
1: no. Put him up up there with that journalist that talks shit to him. Oh, yeah. But we are going... Fighting on the moon. If the schedule is on schedule, as far as us actually making it there in time, theoretically, we could, and he would be the right person for it. Have see someone who is over a hundred years old walk on the moon. And die on the moon. And therefore die on the moon.
0: Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. PG&E town hall on frequent power outages in Bennett Valley, cut short by power outage. (sighs) I'm so glad that this fucking evil company does not have uh, a presence in Southern California. Like, LADWP has... Plenty of problems, but the fact that it is a actual like public utility and not a publicly traded company. Um yeah. I would say has pretty clear there's a pretty clear difference there. Cause like when the power goes out in LA, it's it's rare and it's usually pretty short. When the power goes out in NorCal, it's like, well, what do you want us to do? I
1: I, I do love the, the problems that LA, well, specifically all of California is dealing with right now. Uh the people who would typically be the loudest in complaining about it can't because they just had their big uh uh like boner for gas grills. Mm-hmm. But like the gas prices in California, yeah, they're out of it's like triple what it was a couple months ago. It's real bad. It's insane. But then the people who would like be so upset about this can't say anything because they're like, I just left my stove on for 24 yeah. hours as a protest.
0: Now I'm bankrupt.
1: <laughs> oh, oh hoisted by my own petard once again. No. Uh,
0: classified documents discovered at Pence's Indiana home. Oh good how about we just check every elected official from the last, I don't know, 20 years just go check their garages. Like apparently they're all just taking shit home. There should be an uh, immediate we got the no audit fly list just sitting yeah. on unsecured servers. This this place is uh, th- th- this country is a is a boat full of holes. We're just I, leaking all over the place. We're sinking. Yeah, I I'll, it, I'll say that the uh it has been
1: noticeable uh, specifically like on NPR and stuff, the coverage that has gone from when Donald Trump's stuff was, you know, found to, you know, through the Biden stuff and now the Pence stuff, is, I hear more things about like, all right, well, this is why everyone has all these. This
0: seems like a system problem, system-wide problem. Yeah. Obviously with the, obviously the Trump thing is worse because in his case- He was actively both, trying to hide the bo- thing. Him, yeah. Both him and the US government were like- knew that he had the records and he stalled for an entire fucking year to give them back. Whereas like with Biden and Pence, like as soon as the discovery was made,
1: they I mean, handed they him hand back over. over. Yeah.
0: But like, it does seem like a, a, uh, a problem across the government where people with access to classified stuff, just sort of take it home with them. Well, And, and especially leave it like around. if we're finding it now in the
1: year 2022 and 2023, imagine how prolific this has been
0: throughout American history. I mean, Biden's files were from when he was vice president. Yeah. Which was like a long time ago. But yeah, just think
1: about like the shit that was floating around in like the early 1900s or whatever that like, who cares? Yeah. It's nuts. But I I do, I I just think it's very funny the media coverage being so rabid
0: and then like, well, actually everyone does it. So uh, yeah. Who, Who amongst us hasn't taken home a top secret document? Oops, my daisies. Ha, there you go. I saw something, it was like uh, back in the 70s, Jimmy Carter got top secret documents during his uh, debates against Reagan mm-hmm. and uh, just like left a bunch in a hotel room and someone found them and, uh, and it, somehow they ended up in the possession of like a child who brought them in to show and tell mm-hmm. at school. And the teacher was like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, God. Everyone needs to put, right next to their phone otter boxes, everyone needs
1: to carry a mini shredder for themselves. Yeah. Just everything you touch, just straight through the shredder. I got a paper shredder. I love that thing. It's always it's very fun to use. Very yeah. satisfying. Yeah. yeah. Especially, can yours do credit cards and stuff too? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those are and nice.
0: it doesn't do the long strips, it does the short strips. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck taping all that back together.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Raccoon gets frozen to railway track by its testicles as
0: temperatures plummet. And This is over in Georgia, where this raccoon has like lived its whole life without having to deal with
1: freezing temperatures, cold,
0: yeah. and uh, and yeah, it got its little little raccoon nuts stuck on the train tracks while a train was just minutes away. It's a little Vidalia onions would've caught on that track. Would have just gotten gotten, uh, but yeah, someone someone came over with a, a glass of warm water and <laughs> uh, poured it on the tracks to free up those nuts, and then kind of scraped at it with a shovel. And
1: uh, I was eating a moon pie when I saw the
0: raccoon's testicles. His little pecans were stuck to. I ain't no fan of raccoons, but let me tell you, I'm, I'm not about to watch a raccoon get pancaked by one of them trains. Well, by the time that my moon pie was finished, the sun had roasted my RC
1: Cola to a temperature that would thaw those little pecans right off the track. And boy, howdy, if I didn't just go over there and save that raccoon's life while also not impeding our lovely industry.
0: Yeah, I hope that raccoon learned a lesson. And I hope
1: the residents of Georgia can uh, push back against Cop City, a development that is taking over uh, an old prison yard that is also a green space.
0: I don't know what that is, but I don't like the sound of it.
1: Uh, they're building Cop City in, in the outskirts of Atlanta. Cop City? It, it's a it's a whole police training facility, and part of it is a urban, like, warfare re- recreation thing. You didn't hear about any of this? No. <laughs> it's on an old prison that uh, pretty much used slave labor, like a prison it's site. Coal, it's coal, also a yeah. giant green space. Like, Georgia is known as one of the most green yeah, uh, as far as, like, tree cover cities. And so decimating that to put in a uh, training ground for police is... Not really rubbing residents the right way, uh, as you could imagine. Yeah, I would imagine. Uh, And also things are getting really violent with the
0: protests. I believe someone's already been shot. um, So. Great. People are selling what they claim is water from Disney World's Splash Mountain on eBay after the ride closed. Disney adults. These are people... Be normal for just one fucking day, please.
1: Lots of people just blatantly telling on themselves, too, with this, because it's like Squash Mountain like, oh, getting people, shut down it, for... for
0: it, yeah, yeah, it's not even like dog whistles right now. It's like people being real fucking racist. And it's like... It's them posting, like, literally I saw pictures of people posing
1: with back like i remember the ride how it used to be and it's them posing with the literal sun that's like inspired by song of the south and has the stuff from it from like the 80s when it was on there well it's
0: the whole splash mountain (laughs) saga is super weird because the ride opened in like 89 and like song of the south disney stopped selling that video like around the same time but the tune's a banger you know so it really is i mean that's the one thing i'll miss but uh but like yeah so you have they were stuck for the last 30 years with this ride That was from a movie that no one has, increasingly no one has seen because it's unavailable. And they're like, hey, why don't we change this ride to be about a movie that came out much more recently that like children actually really like. Also, it's a, it's an incredible (laughs) movie and it fits with the
1: theme of where it is in both
0: the parks, which is like,
1: it's sort Uh, of adjacent to New Orleans Square. Ain't
0: no mountains in Louisiana, boo. Yeah, well, whatever.
1: (laughs) Like the thing is, is it's a, it's, there's the, uh, the dog whistle here is that it's being replaced by a movie with it's a black prince. It's princess. gone woke. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's upsetting. And I'm
0: excited for the redone. The gone woke. Anyway, the water... The is, movie's awesome. It, you should really see the movie. I haven't seen it, but... Yeah. All the water rides at Disney, that water does not smell... What's well, ...safe, or... I don't know what that smell is, but I would not be taking that home with me. I don't... People
1: honestly love the smell. I don't know if they love the taste. But they there's a emotional connection to the smell because it is such a distinct smell, and smells uh-huh. have one of the most uh, powerful uh, like I can't remember the term now, but like a nostalgic like yeah. connection to it, and so that's why people are connected to it because they walk into the line so for Pirates of the open. Caribbean and they're like, "Wow, this smells like my childhood. This smells like a happy memory." It's like that's why. It's like leaded gas.
0: You know, cars just used to smell better back when. It's that sweet smell, like yeah. Leaded gas,
1: yeah. But, uh, yes, it is stupid, and people are doing away with any, like, uh, trying to mask why they are upset about Splash Mountain yeah. being replaced. For And a lot of them are just like, yeah, I mean, it's my favorite ride. It's nostalgic. And it's like, okay, well, look, things change. They get updated. Also, the this ride's is part coming of, like, back in, like, a year. Yeah, it's just going to be themed off of Princess and Frog, which is a great movie. And I believe one of their last, like, actual, like, animated... I think they've done one since yeah. to, like, keep it going, but it the was hand-drawn. one of the last hand-drawn or whatever. Well, great tunes great villain great movie great and i'm
0: excited for the ride final headline shut up elliot i'm taking you to disneyland final headline marie kondo has kind of given up on tidying up my home is messy this is the canary in the coal mine yeah it is funny this woman netflix put her on there to make all of us feel bad for so long And now she's like, oh, yeah, now that I've had three kids, it's actually really hard to keep my house clean. And uh, it's not really something I want to devote all of my energy to. Yeah. I'd rather just enjoy the things that I like. Sorry about that show. No, she didn't even apologize. Why would you apologize? Still Um, get tips.
1: I learned how to better fold my shirts and organize them because of that show. And if that's the one thing I learned to do and it made
0: my life easier, then so be it. It is funny how successful, because she's like from Japan. Does she even speak English? I don't know because it's all—it's all like through a translator on the show, but like, uh, she. I'm wrote... assuming that yes, most people outside of America are bilingual. Yeah, I mean, I think she lives in America now, so she must speak <laughs> yeah. at least at least a little, at least a little bit. Of... But she she got famous in Japan initially. Uh, but the reason her stuff is so successful in the U.S. because we have such a major hoarding problem over here. This country is just full of fucking hoarders, so it's very appealing. Yeah, I mean, because. We all kind of live like
1: uh, the, the, the mentality is like old king thing where it's like I sit on my throne of items. Yeah. These are all the things that make me me. And if I throw them away, I'm throwing away a part of myself because I have attached my identity to every fucking product. Yeah. Because that's how they're marketed to me. Yeah. Yeah. My barn's full of fucking seven cars or whatever. I'm a boomer. Like that's the mentality. Got doubles on a few of them. Hey, look, I love the show American
0: Pickers. Yeah, where where hoarders buy shit off of other hoarders. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. Well, to see who can be the king hoarder. <laughs> I think he just
1: overprices like, and sells them because they're on the show. But yes. Yeah, that's ba- that's basically yeah. it. Yeah. Cool. It's like hoarders, except there's something interesting in the pile of good, mm-hmm. junk. I'm sure most hoarders have a few interesting items. They're like, ah, oh, let's get rid of all this crap. Oh, a, a Coke machine from the 1970s. Yeah. I'll give you 200 bucks for it.
0: <laughs> anyway, that's our episode. Uh, if you would like. To learn more about uh, Donald Trump being unbanned from Facebook and Twitter and and what he plans to do with all that, news dump. Yeah. And if you want to hear about ChatGPT and how kind of scary it's getting, Tech News Day. We're also on the Insurgents podcast. Look it up. Check that out. Check that out. And we'll be
1: back next week for some more shows. Enjoy your weekend. Bye-bye. Bye.